13 minutes it is after 8 p.m. It's the SMME Exchange, which we bring to you every Tuesday, where we take a look at what's happening in the small and medium-sized enterprise ecosystem. And uh, certainly one of the big pieces of news uh, uh, during the second phase of the uh, recovery efforts uh, from COVID-19 has been some of the relief extended through the banks to small and medium-sized enterprises. And a crucial cog in that has been the loan guarantee scheme, 200 billion rand in uh, loan guarantees extended to the banks so that they can on-lend uh, to uh, businesses operated uh, by uh, 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 um, SMME owners. And uh, initially, I think uh, um, the uh, upper threshold for turnover, I think, was around 30 million rand or so. But uh, my next guest can maybe correct me on that. Uh, the Banking Association saying that uh, South African banks have been able to uh, on lend uh, yeah, cumulative 46.22 billion rand in financial relief and uh, guarantees to South African businesses uh, who have experienced financial distress due to uh, the COVID-19 pandemic and uh, the impact of the national lockdown. Now, uh, it has been said that adjustments to the scheme are designed now to make it a lot easier for businesses to be able to access these loans. But to some of these, it seems, has uh, not resulted in any significant increase or uptake of some of these available funds. The Managing Director of the Banking Association of South Africa, Bongiwe Kunena, joins me now on the line. So, Bongiwe, good evening and welcome to Metro FM Talk. Hi, good evening. Sponge, maybe let, let's start off here. I think, you know, I was saying earlier on, and maybe I was saying it in jest slightly, but I think it's, a, it's an important point to start off on. Many people are saying, you know, the 500 billion has been spent, it's been corruptly spent, uh, without really maybe unpacking some of the constituent parts of the half a trillion in stimulus that the president announced. And a critical part of that has been the 200 billion rand loan guarantee. Just give us some of the context there of uh, how that loan guarantee was envisaged to operate, how it would be unlent to small and medium-sized enterprises, and some of the, I guess, credit and risk scoring activities uh, that would be associated with that. Thank you very much for this opportunity. Um, the president uh, announced the uh, stimulus package of 500 billion, as you have correctly said. Of that 500, he committed that the, uh, the government will work with the banks to provide 200 billion in loan guarantee scheme. Now, the process for the banks to get that 200 billion was agreed that um, National Treasury would set the terms and conditions and the Reserve Bank will administer the scheme. Then all the banks that were interested in participating in the scheme were asked to bid for the funds. So in total, out of the possible $200 billion, the banks agreed to, negotiated to enter into an agreement that would be up to 100 billion in the first phase. In the bidding process, the banks then took 67 billion out of that available 200 that the government had spoken about. So in the numbers that we are discussing every two weeks, we are taking from the 67 billion that has been signed for by the 10 banks that are participating in the scheme. In that 67 billion, what has been given out uh, under the loan guarantee scheme is then 13.39 billion. 
And, and, and maybe, I mean, what accounts for that very small proportion? I mean, one would think that the, the reason why the guarantee was set up in the first place was because uh, there might have been some challenges that might have been foreseen for small and medium-sized enterprises uh, in not only being able to navigate themselves out of a tough cash flow position, uh, thus requiring a need for, for this kind of relief, but also uh, that it would have targeted some of the entities who ordinarily would not have received uh, loans from some of the banks or would not have met the risk criteria of the banks. It seems that that hasn't happened yet. Um, there are multiple reasons why the take-up is low. Uh, but the first one, really, is that the scheme was launched on May 12th. Seven weeks prior to the scheme being launched, the banks had launched their own initiatives. And of those own initiatives that the banks launched, mm -hmm. they have given out to individuals and households 19.45 billion and to businesses they've given an almost equal amount as the one that's come out from this scheme and that amount is 13.38 billion so in that seven week period there was a lot of action and the businesses which i would uh, say were the first ones to take up the offer they met all the terms and conditions that the banks had set up because if you look at the strike rate of that period, the individuals who applied for the uh, relief from the banks, 84% of those who applied were approved. They were given a program of deferral for three months. Mm. The businesses, on the other hand, 95% of the businesses which had applied and uh, requested help from the banks, they got the help that they had asked for. So in that first seven weeks, there was a lot of action that did not take into account that there would be this initiative coming from business. Now, fast forward to May 12th. Starting from that as a reporting period, the collective sense of what we are seeing now is that most of the businesses have actually evaluated and come to some conclusions. The first one is, can they really absorb more debt? Looking at the state of how overleveraged they are, it's, it is an assumption that one makes that they may not want to accumulate more debt in this time period because the economy is very uncertain. So mm -hmm. if they take debt, new debt, they have an issue because they don't know how the funds will be recovered in future. In fact, most of the businesses that are doing well in this, in this period are the ones who have started to say, let us right-size our businesses, and that is not the way of right-sizing anyone's business. Mm, mm. Uh, and, and then, of course, I mean, I guess th there's also the, the question around some of the criteria. Uh, there was a threshold mm. in terms of turnover size, um, and uh, let alone, I guess, the credit risk scoring and uh, the issues of criteria there. 
Mm. Have you considered uh, maybe, I guess, widening the net somewhat? And uh, maybe, maybe let's let's do this, Sasbongo. Uh, let's pause here, and uh, when we come back, uh, I'll allow you to maybe engage that, and uh, you can maybe unpack uh, whether or not you've considered uh, widening the net and even including some of those who might have higher turnovers. Because I think what we're trying to protect here is economic activity and some of the subsequent jobs that might be at risk here if uh, some of these companies can't overcome uh, their cash flow challenges. We'll continue with the Bongi Wikunene, MD of the Banking Association of South Africa after this brief break. It is indeed, and 22 minutes it is after 8 p.m. I'm in conversation this evening for our SMME exchange with Bongi Wekunene. She's the Managing Director of the Banking Association of South Africa. We're talking about the 200 billion rand loan guarantee scheme. And uh, uh, says before we went to the break, I mean, I was uh, asking if uh, uh, you would consider alongside the Saab and uh, the National Treasury uh, as an industry to uh, maybe widen the net somewhat and uh, try and get in some of the bigger operations where maybe a lot more jobs are at risk, uh, uh, but they might not necessarily fit into the uh, 30 million rand threshold. Uh, let's maybe talk mm. to that. Yeah, so we observed the scheme in the first uh, six weeks, how it was performing, and it was very clear that not all the intended businesses were applying we reconvened with National Treasury and the Reserve Bank and changed some of the criteria. So, for example, in the first phase, what was looked at was the turnover of a a business. If it was uh, less than 300 million per annum, that business was eligible to apply. Now, all businesses are eligible to apply. What is a new regulation is that the application cap has been put at 100 million. So this allows as many businesses as possible to avail themselves of this uh, opportunity. Uh, The second aspect of what has been um, changed is the documentation um, for what is being asked from the businesses. Mm. Some of the documentation were audited financial statements. And now we are saying that as long as your bank know you, they will relax uh, the standards on documentation and financial records because they have the information, which means that the entrepreneurs who are applying must use their primary banks because that's where most of the information about them is available. And, and I mean, I, I guess that there's probably a lot of questions um, as it relates to uh, what impact the sizes of the loans might potentially have here. Because uh, earlier on, you were you were making the point that some business owners might, uh, from their perspective, think we probably don't need this kind of uh, relief at this point. We already heavily geared. Uh, but uh, in terms of some of the sizes here, I would think that you know, there would be different loans for different functions. I mean, some of the relief measures we've seen uh, has been directly tied to payroll. Uh, so, for instance, with the TERS measures, you have to prove that uh, you've effectively paid uh, some of this uh, money over to some of your employees. In this particular case, uh, you know, uh, have you seen also, I guess, smaller amounts being dedicated maybe for cash flow relief rather than, uh, uh, you know, uh, I guess, working capital or, or any other use that the debt could be put to? Yes. Initially the conditions were very stringent. Uh, The proceeds of the loans were supposed to be used uh, to pay employees, so they would be directed for wages and salaries, 
and also to pay the suppliers, so as you said, working capital, and also to keep the lights on, so to speak, uh, keep the business moving. But that has been changed now because it's been acknowledged that some of uh, the business owners, they are also shareholders, no matter how big the business. It could be small, it could be uh, medium, and previously we wouldn't have had a situation where these would support cash flows. But now this is precisely what is being contemplated. So a lot of flexibility has been put in in the scheme to allow more entrepreneurs to come in and discuss their needs with their banks. Mm -hmm. Now, uh, I mean, I guess the demand for COVID-19 is uh, probably going to sort of peter out uh, in uh, the not-so-distant future if uh, uh, this particular sort of viral attack follows what we've seen with other pandemics in history. Um, and, And the big question is, are you also, I guess, going to consider as part of the next wave funds aimed at really maybe recovery and reconstruction rather than maybe just uh, 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 some of those that were targeted at relief uh, uh, related to COVID-19? There are quite a number of discussions that the banks are having with government. Uh, Some of the discussions are bilateral, but others Mm -hmm. are being done at uh, NEDLEC and also in other organized structures like BUSA. So the important thing right now is let us deal with the crisis. However, the most important fact is how do you prepare the South African economy for economic recovery? And among economic recovery issues that we're looking at, what are the policies that need to be implemented to make business take up faster? And which programs can we collectively agree on, um, that will see more people returning to work, Mm. new money being directed into the economy, and some of the sectors which are still not fully open, even up to now, like uh, the tourism and uh, air travel. How do we make sure that when they do open, they have the necessary capital to be able to take off? So those are the discussions we are doing, we are having, and it's not just banks alone. These conversations are quite wide. They include labor, community, and of course, government. Mm, mm, mm. And maybe, I guess, the last question on my end, uh, you know, many of the banks we saw, and I guess this question might slightly be unrelated uh, to the loan guarantee scheme, but I think it's an important one to ask. We saw some of the numbers coming through from uh, some of your members, Uh, And uh, we're starting to see, I guess, some of the provisions being made for bad debt uh, really giving us some ominous signs of what the next few years are going to look like uh, for the uh, banking sector. In your view, uh, what impact is uh, some of the difficulties that the banking sector is going to face in the immediate term? What impact is that going to have on other subsectors of the economy where some of your services are a critical intermediate input and uh, allow them, I guess, for the oils of industry uh, to turn along? Well, the banks are very well capitalized uh, to look at um, the future, how we all work to resuscitate our economy. What you are seeing now is an indication of how serious the situation is. So the provisioning for bad debt, those numbers 
are quite high. And the outlook on the banks that have come out um, recently indicates that we are in a really tough economic period. And what it emphasizes for us as banks and just about everybody is that this is the time of thinking very carefully about new investments, about how capital needs to be deployed, and in a situation where the outlook for the country is not so rosy, the use also of that capital and the cost thereof, we all have to be mindful on how we are using resources of the banks, and that's going to have an impact in how the banks conduct their business in the second half of the year and uh, forward going further. Okay. Thank you very much for your time and uh, I certainly hope this is not the last time we're going to catch up about this particular issue, a critical part of many of the relief measures that are being undertaken and uh, thank you very much for taking time out to speak to us. Anytime, thank you. That there was Bongiwe Kunene, Managing Director of the Banking Association of South Africa, speaking to us about the uh, loan guarantee scheme. And uh, you might have some comments on that. I'd love to hear from you. Uh, do share those with us on Twitter and on Facebook as well. On uh, Twitter, we're on at MetroFMSA. Use the hashtag MetroFMTalk and MetroFMSA on Facebook. Stay tuned.